Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. This is session number 6767 of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening, uh, your support, your feedback. It means more than I could possibly ever even try to communicate to you guys. So thanks for being here. I actually received a, a message today from a friend of mine that was kind of the motivation behind this podcast, this episode, which we're calling Leadership Patience. I'll say that again, Leadership Patience. And I'll just read the uh, the message that I received. He said, sad to say it, but while I appreciate all the people hitting ranks, a lot of them won't be around in a few years. It's obvious that many of them don't have a clue about the four stages of a move, of a movement and what how to really build and maintain and sustain their organizations and the profession they're buying into the illusion that a pin rank makes them a leader and they're puking all over their teams the blind leading the blind i'm here for the long term what I'm building is solid and will weather the storm. I'll be here as you to pick up the slack when the leaders quit. And I, I, I say that because, number one, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't really have a firm understanding of the four stages of a movement, visit MLMHelp.com and do a search for I think it was called a critical message. Yes, a critical message to network marketing leaders because the concepts that were discussed in that webinar it are so important as you build and develop your team. If you're in a situation where you're looking for long-term growth, leadership development, real customers, uh, generational wealth, and impacting not just your your family, but future generations. And if you're not, why aren't you? Because that's what this profession provides. Nobody talks about it anymore. But ultimately, when you build it strong, solid, and right, based upon wisdom of the age's principles, that's what this, genera- this, this industry provides. So I want to talk about leadership patience, in this episode, because of what I, I, I see happening all over the industry is people work and work and they finally get somebody excited about their opportunity. They got somebody that's turned on, has visions of grandeur. We've all heard the expression that ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. And I agree with that. But when you have somebody that is on fire and has visions of grandeur, leadership must be able to slow those people down a notch 
and get them pointed in the right direction. Most leaders want to pour gas on the fire. What about you? Do you want to direct them and stack the odds for success in their favor? Or do you have somebody excited and do you just want to keep them excited and pour gas on the fire? To their own self be true. If you've not heard the session that I did or uh, that was done, uh, it's session number 1818 in the MOM. No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. Listen to that again. Because as Roger goes through his story, he says, the first thing Dale Calvert ever said to me was shut up. I said, well, Dale, why would you say that to somebody? Because he had fire in his eyes. He was beyond excited. And I knew that he would blow every prospect, every person he knew, every person he worked with right out of the water in the first 72 hours if I didn't help him stop, take a breath, we'll put a game plan together, and I'll help you, and we'll build an empire. Uh, He went on to make well over a million dollars in this profession. He would not have. If I hadn't told him, the first two words out of my mouth were shut up. And I wasn't trying to be rude or or crude, but I had been around this enough and seen it enough and seen that level of excitement where if I didn't jar him from the beginning, I knew he would not hear much of what I was getting ready to say and that he would go into the market and just blow away every prospect that he had in the first 72 hours. As a leader, we have to have confidence that if people will follow the systems that you have in place to develop your organization, that you can take them where they want to go. And hopefully through this podcast and some of the other trainings that we do and make available, that that confidence is being developed or has been developed and will continue to be developed. So let's get into patience. And these are kind of, I'm going to share with you five concepts, ideas, and you can take them for what they're worth. It's just things that I've observed uh, over the last uh, five or six years and really over the last 37 uh, being involved in this profession. But as we've really uh, focused in on doing more high-level one-on-one coaching with with leaders, uh, many who are what I call reformed three percenters. There's just some attitudes that I just want to address, some thought processes, some common practices in some organizations that maybe we just need to stop and think. And with the mentality of patience, I mean, why are you here? What's your long-term vision And and again, if you don't have a long-term vision for what you're doing, if you're just working the program that you're in right now until the next new, hot, latest deal comes along, then you're probably not listening to this podcast anyway. I believe that most of the people 
that listen to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast are here because you want to develop long-term generational wealth for yourself and your family, and you want to help people achieve their maximum potential, their maximum upside with this awesome business model. And that's why you're here. So the first concept, the first idea that I would ask you to think about is three-way calls. In today's environment, three-way calls at one time were phenomenal. I remember when three-way calling, people didn't even know what it was, that you if you paid an extra fee to have it on your home phone. Again, this was before the cell phone generations. And, and again, a lot of people have been very successful over the years with three-way calls. And because they had success at one time, they think it's that's the path that everybody should go down in today's marketing world. And here's my per, per here's my idea, my my thoughts on three way calls. Three way calls work for people that are strong closers. So. A lot of people have relied on three-way calls over the years because they would rather close people into the business than teaching people the skill sets and mindsets required to build a long-term business. Does that make sense? A lot of people relied on three-way calls because they knew they could get somebody on the phone and sell them a product package instead of taking that person who's ever prospect the three that was on the other end of the three-way and really taking that person and developing them to their highest level, help them, give them the right path to develop the right skill sets and mindsets, it's just easier to do it themselves. And we see that a lot in traditional business. A lot of people don't have the patience to hire people because the frustration that they experience in training people, they feel like it's just easier to do it themselves. And ultimately, they end up my grandmother would say, cutting off their nose to spite their face. And, and again, we're not just talking about traditional business owners. This lack of patience, this lack of vision for what you're really trying to do has also, especially in today's environment, become very detrimental for network marketers. And you say, Dale, are you saying you don't believe in three-way calls? No, there's a time and place for everything, and there is a time and place for three-way calls. But I do believe, and I and I will say, that I don't think three-way calls should be part of your foundational systems. Let me say that again. I do not believe that doing three-way calls should be part of your foundational systems. We are in the leadership development business. We want to help people develop their, the proper skill sets and mindsets that will move them forward in their life for their own success. And doing three-way calls to close their prospects for your business 
and selling one, packages one time to people that will probably never hear from you again, uh, well, while it might cre- create volume for this week, it's not going to build long-term residual income in this profession. So, again, there's a yin and yang to everything. And I believe in three-way calls with certain people at certain times. But I, I do believe that it should not be part of your ongoing system. And to kind of move forward on that, there's a lot of people at the top of a lot of network marketing organizations and a lot of entrepreneurs that have a ready, fire, aim mentality. Ready, fire, aim. Most entrepreneurs have a ready, fire, aim mentality. And and what I see more and more in this profession is, again, when people have somebody that, that are excited and fired up, they're trying to extract as many sales and as much volume from that person's excitement as they possibly can before it wears off. And I see this not just with quote unquote leaders, but I also see this with companies that are just seem to be in a mode where they're just trying to keep people excited and fired up and ignorant. And and again, I, I fundamentally have a major problem with that. I love excitement. I love motivation as much as the next person. But as Jim Rohn said, anybody can get excited and fired up about lifting 300 pounds until they get to the gym. And is that what the industry has really become? I believe, always have, always will. We're in the leadership development business. Your long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that you develop on your team. And to even break it down further than that, it's about how do you help people maximize their personal upside potential within the profession. And again, everything for me really goes back to the 27 percenters. Because that's where the odds are. That's how you win. That's how you win big is by helping every one of those people maximize their upside potential based upon their reasons. Their reasons. All of us have people that we know that will never get to the top position in the comp plan. But so what? Maybe that's not their goal. Our job is to help them move forward and continue to move forward and expand their skill sets, develop their skill sets and expand their mindsets and their personal belief and continue down the path towards their success and towards their reasons. So all entrepreneurs have a ready, fire, aim mentality. Do you? Do you? And I will say there's a lot of value in that. But there's also a lot of that, that mentality also prevents people from achieving their full upside potential in this profession. I, I'm, I'm, I believe that there's a lot of six-figure earners in the network marketing profession that should be seven-figure earners. And one of the founding fundamental reasons they're not is lack of patience. One of the reasons they are 
six-figure earners is because of lack of patience. They're, they're action takers, and action takers are always the money makers, always. But the ability to take correct action with a long-term vision of what you're really trying to do, what you're really trying to put together is a rare combination because most people that are willing to take action are not willing to think through what their ultimate goal is, what they're, what they're really trying to do. And they depend upon that ability to take action instead of, instead of understanding that it's not about you, it's about your team. It's about what can be duplicated. It's about long-term development of an organization. Concept, uh, why, why I'm on the subject of Ready, Fire, Aim, I was actually at an event uh, where a very, very popular uh, guest speaker was speaking, a network marketing teacher, trainer, guru, and they made the statement, and I had a few people ask me about this afterwards, but they actually made the statement when I fire some when I sign if I sign somebody up to, today, and then what I'm going to try to do is get on the phone with their people today. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to try to get on the phone with their people today. And I just cringed because I understand that mentality and I understand that it's common business practice in this profession. I just think it's short term thinking. It's about extracting the volume you can extract at the moment you can extract it and not really thinking about long term. And, and I believe it's lack of patience. Next concept that I really think is very important, and that is that we all understand the 72-hour rule. The 72-hour rule. And I first heard this or read this in Bob Crisp's awesome book, Raising a Giant. If you have not read that, you should. If you have, it's worth reading again. Raising a Giant by Bob Crisp. And he made a statement, and he said that most people who quit network marketing quit within the first 72 hours. And I'll never forget reading that because it confirmed what I had seen and experienced and watched up to that point in my career. And I can't remember when I when I actually got my hands on that book. But if that's true, if most people quit in the first 72 hours, is it their fault or is it ours as leaders? I believe it's ours as leaders. And that's probably why I told Roger the first two words out of my mouth to him were shut up. Because common human nature is when you find somebody excited, you want to keep them excited and pour the gas on them. But the reality is most people go in the marketplace excited, fired up, turned on, and they have none of the skill sets, none of the communication to be able to handle what they've just seen. They don't. And and they need our help and they need our direction and they need scripts that make sense uh, that they can follow. And they need to understand it's not about who you know, it's about who they know as we teach in our how to launch your business process. It's not about them. It's about who do they know? 
who do they know that's a prime prospect for your product right now? Who do they know that's career frustrated or has a child getting ready to go to college that they don't, that they want to create a college fund for? Who do they know? where the timing is right, because the bottom line is we're all looking for the right people at the right time in their life. And if we close them into the business, then we're going to have to convince them to do anything once they get there, and that's no fun. You aren't going to build a team that way. As you've heard me say many times, if you find three to five people a year that want it as bad as you want it in three years, you'll be a superstar. That's the game. That's how you win. So the 72-hour rule is from Bob Crisp. It's it's what happens is people, they get fired up, they get excited, they go into the marketplace, they talk to their mama, their mama says no, they talk to three or four people at work, they say, oh, that's one of those things. Uh, I'm not interested in network marketing, MLM, pyramid, blah, 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 blah. They get puked on and emotionally they quit. Because they tie the results or lack their lack thereof to, uh, and, and they they get emotionally involved, as we talked about in last week's podcast. And so they might still come and hang out on the conference calls, and they might uh, get in on a webinar every now and then, and maybe they'll stay on auto ship for a few more months. But emotionally, mentally, psychologically, they're gone in the first 72 hours. And in my, and I had that happen. All of us have had that happen. But most people never get to the point where they realize, you know, it's not their problem. It's ours. It's ours. How can we call our, ourselves leaders when most of the people that join us get excited and then join the witness protection program in 72 hours after they join. Whose fault is that really? And when I started taking responsibility and when, when, when I work with people and work with leaders who really start taking this responsible, even though you're six, the only person's success or failure that you can determine is the one staring you back in the mirror. But even though that you can tell yourself, look, I gave them every chance. So as many of you know, especially those of you that are members of our MLMTrainingClub.com, the first thing you do when somebody joins is you make a statement. I'm working with a guy that developed, when he was building teams, developed more five, six, and seven-figure earners than any network marketing teacher, trainer, guru on the planet. Do you want to plug into our systems or do you want to do it on your own? And when they say, I want to plug into your systems, then that gives you the right to direct, to throw them the ball. And, okay, you want to plug into our systems. Here's what we need to start with. 50 names we can practice with and 20 reasons why you're doing the business in top three. That's always the first step. It always will be. Why? Why would always will be, Dale? Because you say it? No, because until people know why, the how doesn't matter. Most people will never take action because they, they have no reason to reasons is what moves people forward, their why. So that's why we ask for 20 top three. 50 names to practice with is because we know those people probably aren't, the 50 names are probably not prospects, but we know that everybody they know knows somebody that's a prime prospect right now for our product or service. It's real simple, guys. It's just common sense. 
So the 72-hour rule you need to be aware of and you need to have patience and you need to direct people from day one. The day they join, you need to thumb the ball and the ball is top 20, top three, 50 names and let them throw the ball back. That's how you develop people. By throwing the ball, they throw it back. You throw the ball, they throw it back. Uh, I wanted to share with you uh, something that happened to me this year. I was actually doing a large event in Indiana. And uh, at the event, I asked people, I handed out, there was about 500 and some people there, and I handed everybody in, in the crowd a postcard. And I said, what I would like for you to do is let's say that you just joined somebody or somebody just joined you. They're excited about the opportunity. They want to build a business. Uh, everybody have a card and I want you to write down the first three things you would do with that new person. And then I collected the cards. And then I said, look, I don't care what you wrote down. It doesn't matter what, what you wrote down. Here's what I know is basically we have 500 and some people in this room and everybody that filled out a card, whatever you said, it would be different. The order would be different. The processes would be different. Uh, it, it, it's all different. It's all different. And because it's all different, it will never duplicate. For some of you that have been listening to this podcast since we started, if you go back and listen to the last three or four minutes, it should create a major paradigm for you. Network marketing, we're all talking about duplication and systems, and the reality is I can walk into any company, anywhere, anywhere, in any company with 500 people, 500 leaders in that company, hand them Three, hand them postcards, ask them to write down the three step, first three steps, and they would all be different. And we call, we talk about duplication. I mean, are, who are we fooling? Who are we fooling? That's why, uh, that's why training club members, it's all very unified. 50 names to practice with top 20, top three reasons. You know, do you want to follow our system or do you want to do it on your own? This is about duplication, guys, and we have to refine it to that level if we ever expect to truly duplicate. So I just wanted to share with you the, the, the postcard story. And again, I think so much of this relates back to patience because we don't want to have to spend. We just want to get them in. And it's not about getting them in. It's about keeping them in and helping them move forward. And I've said many times, people don't understand this, but the only reason to sponsor somebody is to eliminate them as soon as possible. Are they ready to run right now? If they are, let's play ball. If you're not, you let me know when you're ready to run, and I'll be right here with you to help you every way I possibly can. But you can't build it with people who are not ready to run. And a lot of people think they're ready to run until the work starts. A lot of people think they're ready to run until the expanding of their comfort zone begins. So 
half of the battle is realizing who you can build with and who you can't build with. The last thing I want to share with you on this podcast, and just I'm just trying to give you things to think about, is a lot of companies, in the la- not that many in the last two or three years, but we will say prior to that, the company kind of the industry kind of goes through different stages and private business receptions in-home meetings pbrs parties whatever you want to call it uh they kind of it kind of gets trendy for a while in different companies and one company does it so now the next company thinks well that's what we need to be doing and we don't have a a in-home presentation kit, party kit or whatever. And you just kind of see these trends that kind of come and go. Here's my fundamental belief. And I just wanted to make sure that I have this somewhere. I think an in-home meeting or PBR or whatever should never be part of your system. Should never be part of your normal system. And again, there's different times and places where that would be very suitable. If you happen to uh, in row, uh, the basketball coach of a high school team that's very popular and been coaching uh, for 20 years and they're used to entertaining and they have a large, uh, uh, they have a place where they have a home that is conducive to entertaining people and you want to, to launch their business with a private business reception of some kind, I'm all for that. But Recently, I had the opportunity to meet uh, three awesome kids from Canada, uh, from Toronto. Uh, hashtag Toronto Takeover. Uh, they know who they are. Uh, and they were in a company that the the process, the system the launch process that everybody talked and everybody was doing was private business reception. And, you know, I can think about this and I think back, well, I was 20 years old when I started and I had moved back in with my parents because I was getting ready to get married and I was trying to save some money. And if they had told me I had to have a private business reception, I'm 20 year old kid. I mean, it's not, it's not, a, it's not duplicatable for many 20 year olds. Uh, it's just not. And so when you're developing your systems and your launch process, it has to be workable for the masses. It has to be workable for the masses. And that was just a note I wanted to, to make something I wanted to talk about this week because again, guys, we just have to think a little deeper. We have to think a little deeper. We have to have a little bit more patience, and we have to really ask ourselves, what are we trying to do long term? And it, it, it's, it bothers me that the industry has become uh, one that it just appears that people are just taking their following from hot deal to hot deal to hot deal, and the, the whatever's trending you know, right now. You know, we're going to be, how many times have we heard we're going to be the next billion dollar business based upon what? And it just kind of is what it is. And um, the purpose of this podcast and everything that we do really comes down to this for me. I am so thankful. So thankful 
that I was exposed to this profession, but more importantly, that I was given the opportunity that most people will never have, and that was to be able to listen and listen and look behind the curtain to audios from some great leaders and some flash in the pans, a lot of flash in the pans. Uh, my first three years in this profession and be able to listen to audios eight hours a day because Sony came out with an invention called the Walkman and, and, and be able to get an insight and perspective that, and talk about things that people really don't think about that much. I mean, people that know me will say that I am not detailed at all. I am really ready, fire, aim in a lot of areas of my life. But when it comes to network marketing and building people, then the responsibility, if someone joins you, to point them in the right direction. Now, most people will never jump through the first hoop, 70% peak the day they join. Okay, I get that. I understand that. But, man, when I when you do find these 27 percenters that are saying, let's go, let's do something, they're excited, they're willing to streak when they slump and get back up and work on their mindsets and skill sets and are smart enough to understand that they're probably going to have to develop new skill sets and mindsets if they want to maximize their upside potential with this business model. When you find people like that as a leader, it's such a responsibility in my world to provide them wisdom of the ages direction and telling them, you know, you, uh, you know, you're 20 years old, you live with your parents, but you need to have a PBR is not a good, it just makes no sense. So, and, and a lot of things I see daily, it makes, it maybe make perfect sense to a lot of people, but it doesn't make sense to me. And, and the older I get, the more I realize that. Dale, you see it through a different pair of glasses. And I know I do. And I'll keep talking about it because, uh, I owe it to the profession that absolutely changed my life and made a huge impact on many areas, how I raised my children and, and many areas of life that I will never be I'm so thankful for. So the, the thought I want to leave you with this week, patience, leadership, patience, incompetent, uncompetent leaders, want to keep people excited as long as they can so they can extract whatever volume they can while the person is excited. We all know people are going to have a beginning spurt and Zig said the only difference between a big shot and a little shot is a big shot is a little shot that kept on shooting. And many of you have probably heard me say, all I want to know is can they fall and get back up? Because most people can't. Most people cannot start. Most people cannot start. They cannot take the initial action. Why? Because there's no reasons. There, there's no dreams. There's no, they, you know, their fear of failure, fear of rejection. I get it. But when they can, can they fall and get back up? And that's how you're going to win this game is by figuring out who you, who you can get in the foxhole with and who you can't, and being very realistic about the whole process. And for that to happen, you have to have 
a level of patience. Perfect practice makes perfect. Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. You know, and and I hope that I, something we've said this week has maybe struck a nerve or, or given you something to think about, and it will make a positive impact on the growth of your organization. This is Dale Calvert. Thank you for listening. God bless. I'll be back with you next week on another edition of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.